and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of August 24th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm Dee. So, uh, we're a little light on news, so I, I suppose a significant percentage of the episode will be talking about Combiner Wars episodes 3 and 4. Yes, which is why we put it off last week. The Duel and Unforgotten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, before I, before I say things that need to be waited on for that, uh, there has been a new Toys R Us exclusive, uh, that's shown up, uh, that is a Robots in Disguise set with the Starscream who we've seen before, uh, who, is he redecoed? I guess we, <laughs> we just don't know. Well, wait, maybe the first one showed up at a Toys R Us? I don't remember where it was. Uh, yeah, that one definitely had a Toys R Us exclusive sticker on it. Yeah, so it, it it's just that it's fine, it's rolling out in more stores than just the surprise one, wherever it was. Okay. And the other thing, uh, of, of interest is that there is a, uh, redeco of the Scorponok toy as, uh, Scorponok from Beast Wars, basically. Yeah, it, it's Yay. called, what is he it, is... uh, Paralon or something? Something like that. Is that maybe some, uh, you know, etymologist or something can tell us if that has some significant, anyway, you know, it, terminology. But, but it, it's actually coming out before he's... the regular Scorponok toy. <laughs> just... <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, but but it looks more like the Beast Wars Scorponok. Well, it's got a different head, so it looks more like Beast Wars Scorponok, but it's purple and gray instead of... What the heck color was Scorponok's actual toy? The Beast Wars one? Uh, it was pretty much purple and gray. Oh, okay. There you I go. mean, it was a very sort of dark, sparkly purple, hmm. and I suppose a fairly dark. I think the gray was matte, but yeah, it was it was pretty much a, a dark, sparkly purple, but it was purple. Yeah. It was very pretty purple, kind of translucent in places. Ooh. That would be nice, but. <laughs> But it's yes, a it, is, it is not that kind of dark, subtle, sparkly purple. But he does have a Beast Wars Scorponok head, which is the important part. And you can mistransform so, him, so, so he cool. still has pinchy claws. Yeah, there you go. So, yep, and, and uh, there's a picture of that on the AllSpark of him transformed in such a way as to uh, retain his scorpion claws in robot mode. So, there you go. There's your uh, updated... Beast Wars Scorponok. You know, you would think that uh, Robots in Disguise would have more Beast Wars character crossovers, all things considered. Yeah. But I guess I guess not. Especially since, as we've mentioned on uh, on Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars and now Beast Machines podcast, uh, there's at least one writer who's crossed over from one series to uh, to the more recent series. But oh well. Other news, uh, there is, this is something that apparently came up, uh, just recently at, was that at TF Nation? Uh, yes. Was it TF Nation? Yes, the, the, uh, new, basically, uh, the new UK Transformers convention, uh, filling in now that auto assembly is no longer going on. Uh, there was a panel with a toy designer from Hasbro with Hey, hey, David, you weren't hmm? pronouncing this guy's name earlier. Oh, I have to. Oh, I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. That's, I'm, I'm the one who takes on the hard names, so no, I should I'll, do I'll it. I'll try it. Emiliano <laughs> Santa Lucia. Maybe. Yeah. 
that that looks about right. Emiliano Santa Lucia. Uh, so yes, he is a Hasbro designer, and he just offhandedly mentioned that they had some kind of storybook, uh, which is apparently on the website as a download. Yeah, uh, it, it is it's on, on Pulse.hasbro.com. Yeah, Hasbro Pulse, which we keep forgetting exists. Yeah, I think everyone keeps forgetting that exists. Uh, Sorry, Hasbro Pulse. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we should, like, watch that sometimes yeah, for news. Yeah. yeah. I guess this is technically olds this week, then. Yeah, it's from, like, <laughs> July. We just didn't notice it. In other, in other news, laser rods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's got, uh, the picture that, uh, was shared, a uh, picture that's going around from it has, has a very, like, classic Earl Norum, uh, picture book kind of thing going yeah. to it. So that's super cool. Uh, and apparently it says it's a four-part comic book style story that shows key Titans return characters in action and sets the stage for the epic battle ahead. Uh, also, David, you you had a look through it. Uh, yeah. I hadn't even seen it until just before we started recording. Uh, tell us at least a little bit about it. It's got pictures of Titan Master. I haven't actually read Word. I looked at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you said there were some bios in there. Yeah, there's yeah. the bios that I think. Wait, there there's the tech spec data that's actually on the toys. The bios. No, the bios and the toys are like one sentence. They're, these are multiple sentences, like we used to get a whole paragraph. Oh man! About what dudes that are, nice. not just oh this this guy hangs out with Blaster. It's like that's it. That's all we're getting <laughs> that's from Stripes. That's all you're going to tell us about rewind. Oh, they rewind. Oh, Stripes is yeah, a technical that's all you need to know about. Who works with Autobot Blaster? That's the only sentence on his actual card, but he's trained in stealth tactics, ferocious. It, it, it has more information about the characters and what they're supposed to be that's, other than, hey, it's yeah. a toy. That's actually pretty exciting. I, I like... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Interesting I to like, note, in the storybook, their power levels for their four stats is out of 20, whereas on the cards that come with the toys, they're out of 10. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Do they multiply them by two, then? Yes. Okay. Mm. So if someone had, like, a 9 out of 10, they have an 18 out of 20 now? Yeah, and uh, it's kind of neat. They uh, break down how much of their stats are coming from the headmaster for the characters that have Titan Masters. Oh, yeah. Nice. That, that's one thing I like that they, that they get an added boost from the, the ro- their little heads, and, and it shows what they get. Yep. And then the four parts are just kind of like four what would used to be a back of the box illustration from like G1 with word balloons. Ooh. Which makes them actually pretty neat. Yeah. Nice. So, so they get a they get a stat boost from their their little Titan Master buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. They they have to equip them though. They have to go into their menu and equip them. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> World of Warcraft. There's a new expansion coming out. Uh. It's a little distracting. I'm sh- I'm sure many of our listeners are also feeling that pain. So. Uh, also, David's pain of having to listen to their friends suddenly talking about this thing they haven't talked about for years. Uh, anyway, I wonder if this was originally intended to be printed and included with toys like they used to do for, like, Armada Year, where they'd have, like, that 
strange jam mini comic. <gasps> yeah. Yes. And they just didn't those, have the budget. Those were incredibly bad. Yeah. So bad they became memes. Yeah, those those were meme-tastic. I do kind of miss uh, those. So but that's that's about it for news this week. Uh, other survey, a bordering the line between news and reviews, uh, Sins of the Wreckers is out in trade paperback this week. Okay. Uh, we all really enjoyed it. Uh, it does have uh, a chunk of bonus content, much like the uh, original Last Stand of the Wreckers. Uh, trade paperback. So if you bought the individuals, there there is worthwhile content here. Uh, part of that is uh, just various story notes. Uh, there's a pitch for sort of an earlier version of the story uh, that Nick Roche did uh, back when. Uh, sorry, who was it? It was Andy Schmidt was the editor, uh, and then in. Crossing over to John Barber taking over editorial, it, it sort of got lost in the shuffle, but it had a lot of the same elements to it. And there's a lot of stuff about the pitch and the notes and, and cover stuff. And uh, it it's definitely, I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and read all of the bonus content, but it definitely, it's it's worth having. It's worth Buy taking it. a look at. Buy it, so Nick Roche will be asked to make more awesome things. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we need him making more things. Uh, so, uh, Combiner Wars, I, I just, uh, I just want to say that in the last three episodes, so all but the first episode, there has been a very disappointing lack of actual combiners. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Oh. <laughs> just, there were, there was that fight. In in the first episode, and then there's there's nothing. Oh yeah, so it like, would be like huh. if the Transformers the movie had nothing but Lithonians and Quintessens after the fight at Autobot City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would be like if Transformers the movie was just all about humans. It's, it's, huh. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, there's that big thing at the beginning. Uh, as as a side note, uh, I mentioned last week uh, that Alex had come uh, to to visit me here in scenic Columbus, Ohio, and uh, we did get in a little bit of G1. Uh, and I had been talking when we reviewed the first episode about how great Computron was in the one episode that Computron was actually like significant in. Uh, and see, I. I don't know if it's just because I just didn't know a lot of, a lot, you know, as many authors as I do now. Uh, so at the time I didn't notice it and, uh, in, in the meantime I hadn't picked up on it, but apparently the one big Technobot episode, uh, which is called Money is Everything and it's by Jerry Conway, who's like a huge deal comic writer. So. <laughs> I guess maybe that's why they got one really good episode, whereas, for instance, the Aerial Bots got an episode that had a giant purple griffin in it, and then Fireflight wasn't there for no reason until he shows up and they can combine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is like, I mean, that's that's on par. I know they had uh, Len Wayne did some episodes, or he did at least throughout the, the series. He's done some stuff. Uh, Paul Dini did an episode of G1, so... You know, that's Jerry Conway is also someone who's very, very cool, and I'm 
very happy that they had a really good, competent writer do the one episode with the Technobots in it. <laughs> and I'm also really glad that he showed restraint and didn't have Dirk Manis accidentally snap Marissa Fairborn's neck while trying to save her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... It's it's like a Furmanism, but with more murder. <laughs> That's impressive, because there's already quite a bit of murder in feminism. Yeah, that's that's a good point. There is a lot of that that's about murder. Uh, so, so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It does make me wonder if he came up with that very particular speech pattern that Computron had, uh, that whether that was actually in the series Bible or if he came up with that, because that was in the first episode of Combiner Wars. And yes. that was the only good thing so far about Combiner Wars. There were a few things I liked in the fourth episode. Okay. Talk to us. Tell us about them. Well, do we want to go through the third episode first, or? Uh, I suppose. Uh, the third episode, uh, Optimus Prime gives Windblade a speech while she tries to beat up on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then fails to beat up on him. And yeah. Optimus Prime is being voiced by a guy named John Bailey here. Mm-hmm. And He's doing his damnedest to sound like Peter Cullen, but even with the voice flanging, he's only quite hitting the gravitas of uh, Tom from Toonami. Yeah. And he only has the emotional range of movie trailer guy, which seems to be a role he does quite a bit. <laughs> ah. Yeah. To be fair, Optimus Prime these days does tend to come off kind of as movie trailer guy. Which, mm. I mean, that is what Peter Cullen did for for quite a while. Uh, wispy movie trailer guy. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, Optimus Prime as, as a character did just feel very like that sort of stiff characterless Optimus Prime that we get so often. Uh, also his, uh, his design in this series, uh, maybe it did come from Devastation, but it's ba- basically the design equivalent of a script that's two-third TFTM quotes. <laughs> Yeah. It's yes. very... His design and Megatrons are kind of like the really old, um, what were they, Revoltex? The non-transforming toys. Oh. Yeah. Where they're, they're, yeah. they're almost Dreamwave designs, but not quite. They're really blocky. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're very G1, but with all the detail kind of things. Yeah. Yes. And at one point, Optimus does his, uh, his hand axe thing. That yep. you know was from more than meets the eye. Not that more than meets the eye. The episode more than meets the eye, yep. uh, and also that came with the uh, the first masterpiece Optimus Prime toy and the original toy. Oh no, that didn't have that the I axe like there the was a release axe? that had the axe, wasn't there? Maybe a re-release uh, of the original toy had that. Yeah, I think it's a re-release of the original had that packed in with it. Uh, I, I can tell you the Generation 2 one did not have that, because I bought that oh, no. new in the box. Uh, and, and I remember that did not come with it. Uh, no, it came with a, a uh, voice box that announced to you that he is Optimus Prime. That's much more important. Uh, so, yeah, it was just a very standard Optimus Prime design. And a very standard Optimus Prime war is hell speech. And some really bad fight choreography, not helped at all by the fact that Optimus is basically just dodging. 
Yeah. And not even, like, fun Jackie Chan dodging, but, like, just, I will move slightly and you will miss. Yeah, it was weird fight yeah. choreography that, like, doesn't feel like Transformers. It And doesn't, it feels like they're going for, like, a martial arts fight, but they don't have the animation budget. No. Because Prime you is know what so else? blocky, he doesn't <laughs> dodge that well. You know what else seemed like an inferior version of itself was Windblade's characterization. Yeah. yeah, she just wants to murder everyone. Yeah, she's, uh, she's become... I think that was a quote. <laughs> <sighs> Something like that. And, I mean, it's just sort of hinted at that something happened on Caminus, and now she wants to kill all the Autobots and the Decepticons because she's very angry about this massacre. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the death of her girlfriend back in the first episode. I don't know. It seemed like stuff had happened it's... before that. We weren't getting enough. It, it's yeah. Give us history, not There's... just arguing prime, being a dick. Yeah. And this this entire episode could have been skipped if Windblade had brought up Starscream having the Enigma of Combination from the start instead of <laughs> only after they'd fought for five oh, minutes. Oh yeah. It's it's very anime in that way. Like, they have a fight for oh, no yeah. reason, and it could have not happened be- if somebody had opened their mouth. And actually, that's true of the next episode, but the character interaction is a lot more fun because... Megatron. I mean, Megatron being just a snarky douchebag to Optimus Prime and Windblade kind of getting a kick out of it is such a good character dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it it was good, but I could I could live without, like, the... And this is probably just one of those things that I picked up on because because it's me. I could live without the, like, gendered microaggressions. Like, him yeah. telling Windblade that, that t- basically, that talking doesn't suit her. <laughs> yeah, and and was... saying something else later that was that same sort of, you know, the sort of thing you wouldn't say to a guy. <laughs> Even I... <laughs> sort I, of thing... I don't yeah. think I normally notice that. I notice that in this little episode. It's like, ooh, he told her to shut up. Why? Ooh. <sighs> Yeah, tell the lady to sit down and shut up. Yeah, later he's, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, I like this one. It's like, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I and I feel like, okay, to start with, I feel like saying that this was written at all is kind of generous. But I feel like this was written by people who just don't think very hard about what they're writing. So, yeah. I, the only so bit they, of writing I really know. did like was at the end when Megatron says he he, he says roll out like mm-hmm. the way he worded it, it's like he was being sassy to Prime and that was fun. Yeah, the yeah. sass was a lot more fun than the we're not so different you and I. Yeah. Yeah. I could have done without so much of that. While while punching is happening. Yeah, they, and they were having a boxing match. What? Why? No, yeah. that's that's even giving it too much credit. They were rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. 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 It it really. Megatron was doing was a like little that. bit of footwork stuff there. The entirely unexplained and meaningless fight of the Constructicons versus Megatron earlier in the episode had way better fight choreography. Yeah, I mean that, that was sort of neat. Other than punching. Hmm. And that was sort of neat because it had that, uh, it had the whole smokescreen effect going too. Yeah. Because surprisingly, the guy with the bucket shaped head and the broad chest with the Decepticon symbol on it is Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that, yeah, that reveal, I just, I was not expecting that reveal. I wasn't not expecting it after they said only one being can help us now at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Because apparently it, you can't just shoot the Enigma of Combination. You need to shoot it with a black hole-powered cannon. <laughs> well, you know. Although I, I, I'm not actually expecting them to bring up the black hole-powered cannon. Just, oh, Megatron oh. is super strong, yo. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anyone else can can use the black hole powered cannon as well as James Roberts did. So I I feel like the black hole po- powered cannon has has run its course. Wait, have any combiner limbs had lines in this series yet? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> that is not a thing that has happened. <laughs> It is the, a Combiner War series that is entirely about Windblade and Optimus Prime and Megatron. Uh, one of whom doesn't actually, isn't actually even getting a Combiner Wars toy. And two of whom... Wait. Uh, oh, right. Uh, Windblade isn't, yeah. Yeah, Windblade doesn't even have, like, a Combiner's Wars toy. Uh, Megatron did have that Megatron, and Optimus had that mediocre Optimus. Hmm. Two of them had Combiner Wars toys that did not look anything like the models that they used. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that Megatron did a little. Yeah, he he has sort of had the tread bits on the back, but. And then I think at the, the end, the new Megatron toy is going to look a lot more like that one, but still yeah. not entirely. Yeah, I uh, I expected him to just turn into a gun and fly off as a gun, like <laughs> like a. Hey, Shockwave occasionally did that sort of thing. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been amazing? That would have been <laughs> so amazing. That would have been so G1. It was like, God, it was like when Perceptor would just turn into a microscope. Now the toy had treads, so it's not entirely unreasonable, but Perceptor would just turn into a car-sized microscope and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> Which which happened at the end of the gambler actually. Huh. Uh, it's just I I think that was something where my roommate was like passing through the room when I had it on and he looked at that and he was like, God damn it, no, you can't just do that. So yeah, sadly he he turned into an actual tank and didn't just fly off as a gun. Uh, but yeah, that that sure was a couple episodes that existed entirely to have questionably staged fighting. Yeah. There there was one line I did simultaneously love and hate. Mm-hmm. Loved it because the line itself, hated it because of the line that immediately came before it. Mm-hmm. I loved Megatron saying, are you asking me for help? Because whatever it is, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I didn't was... like is that the line that preceded it was, we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good, though. So, yep, that continues to be Combiner Wars. Yep. I am curious to see when we will get more... Also, I would like to point out that of the Combiners who have been in it so far, one of them is barely even a proper release. Computron's only getting, like, a Tail Ender box set release. Oh, yeah, he's an online exclusive, was he? I think. Maybe. Yeah, I think that might be the one that was uh, with Entertainment Earth. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what the heck? (laughs) 
it's the least Combiner Wars, Combiner Wars series well, ever. At least it's a Combiner Wars toy that's in the show that you can get now without having to buy yeah. things that have been out for a year. Yeah. I suppose that is a good point. Uh, or more than a year in the case of Devastator. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else to, to say on that particular subject? I've got my fingers crossed that it'll get better, but I wouldn't put money on it. The fourth episode, I think, might be the most interesting so far. Mm-hmm. Kind of, but yeah. no bar. By, by which you mean it was interesting at all. Megatron had a personality. Say, I would say that after Computron got killed, Megatron was the first part of the series that I've enjoyed. Mm. I would and say they, after Computron got drilled, killed, Megatron is the first character who showed up that has a more than one-dimensional personality. Well, Starscream <laughs> yeah. kind of did. Well, the problem is, like, the preview trailer with Starscream was way better than Starscream in the episode so far. Yeah. So, yep, that that was some Combiner Wars. I guess we'll see what else we have next week to, to talk about. Maybe more, I mean, more Combiner Wars, but... Yeah, we'll probably have a comic next... Wait, we sh- Oh, no, more... Wait, when is the next... When was the last More Than Meets the Eye? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay, so that... Not yet. Um, so I yeah. guess we'll get... Not yet uh, for that, but maybe Adjective List will be out soon. And some Revolution ac- stuff. According to Comixology Pull List, Adjective List will be out next week. Oh. Okay. And hey, if it comes down to it, hey, uh, Twitter people... Go on Twitter and uh, contact us, mention us at at IaconUG, and tell us if you want us to read through any of the revela- or, uh, Revolution books and mm. which ones. Because, you know, we we know about toy stuff. Yes, we do. <laughs> Up to varying degrees. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that will be it for this week, then. Uh, we will be back to talk about... Whatever news happens in the meantime next week, and hopefully uh, at Shiftless Transformers. Until then, this has been Jen. And Alex. And David. Yay, back to World of Warcraft. Icon Underground Radio is the flagship podcast of the Icon Underground Radio Network. We are hosted online at iaconunderground.net, where you can view links and photos relevant to whatever we've talked about today. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at IaconUG, and on Facebook as Icon Underground Radio, and on Tumblr as Icon Underground.